Hey there. Welcome to another episode of The Small Business Show. I'm here with Dave Hamilton, and we're going to share some good stuff with you today. How are you doing, Dave? I'm good. I'm here with Shannon Jean, and we are going to share <laughs> some good stuff with you. Yeah, it. Um, I, I went through a weird thing with a, a, a bad deal that I, I wanted to sign, which seems strange to say out loud in that order, but... And sure enough, I learned some lessons and uh, you yeah. know, wanted to share a couple of the things that I learned. So, and there's some great takeaways from that experience, too. Yeah. Just don't sure. take away my pen, man. Ah, that's important. Don't take the pen. <laughs> don't take yeah. the pen. And then after that, yeah. And then after that, we're going to talk about the power of story, how to move your, your customers away from transactional relationships with you and to emotional relationships that last a lot longer and a much deeper. I'm real excited about to talk about it today. Yeah, you've got, man, you, you've always been so good at that. Uh, so I'm glad that we're finally kind of honing in on, on some fun. of your I tips and talking tricks. about it. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, thanks. It's good. It's good stuff. All right. Well, shall we do it? Let's do it. Yeah. Cool. So, you know, we all know the power of, of stories, right? We, we, we're on them every day and we're listening to them every day. They connect us on a much deeper level and they create long lasting impact. Uh, and it influences the way we think and, and our views on things. And, and the question I would ask you is, are you the protagonist in your small business story? And if not, why not? You know, are, are, are you the hero? Are you the one making things happen or your team? Uh, how do you wrap that, the story of your business uh, around things uh, to, to get connected to your, to your customers? And, and the key, I think, is to move beyond that transactional relationship where it's just dollars and cents. All right, man. Well, I've had an interesting week, Shannon. I had sounds to, like it. I had to sign a bad deal. <laughs> That's tough. <laughs> it, it is right. So, um, my daughter. You were forced. You were forced to well, sign it. Well, I wasn't. No, but I had the scenario is such that it is a, it is normal for one sided contracts to exist. Okay, and, great. I'm, and, I'm interested now. Yeah, right. So, which to me is a bad deal. Like a, a, yeah. in, on the surface, a one-sided contract, you know, bad. So my daughter is in college and she has decided to live off campus. Now, did anybody that knows me knows how weird all of this is because we're talking about things that are all within about a five-minute drive of my home uh, because she's going to school right here uh, in, in the same town that we live. Uh, okay. At the University of New Hampshire. So, um, but, you know, we, I mean, when she went to school, we decided, you know, very definitively that she should live off campus. And and she's, you know, she has been. She, yeah. she did that yeah. for her freshman year. She's doing that. That's part of, the, for, part of the college experience, right? Well, you it's like it. a ha- college is a halfway house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> it totally is. Right? Yeah, I <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't pull sense. any punches here. Yeah, yeah um, it it's fine. So, uh, you know, so. She um, for her junior year, she's decided she wants to live off campus. She assembled some friends. She's been doing the whole, you know, finding a place um, and, you know, all that stuff. And they found a place 
things are, and it's really early to me to be renting for June, but that seems to be how it goes oh, here. Absolutely. Yeah. Are you kidding? It seems late to me. Uh, <laughs> well, I think yeah. that's what it is. I think she is a yeah. little late. And so like, you know, they've, they've gotten some places and seen them, you know, pulled out from underneath them. So sure. all of this was happening with a lot of pressure. And I, you know, I told her, I'm like, look, the first thing you got to know is that 10 years from now, whether you get or lose this particular apartment is irrelevant. You, you know, you have to look at this with some perspective. You have guaranteed housing on campus next year. If this falls through, you have somewhere to live like this is not the end all be all. And and that's, yeah, that's you need to know that you can walk away. Right. Like that's important. Sure. You may not want so that, to. That's part of, it's a really important part of any negotiation. Right. Yeah. If, right. You can't walk away. You're really not negotiating. No, that's right. Yes. Yeah. So you need to know if you can walk away. Right. Yeah. 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 And and she could. She really didn't want to, which is understandable. Like, fine. Yeah. OK, no problem. Right. And they like the place that they found. Like, OK, great. So I know that this is all happening and I know that the timing of it is, you know, important to not like drag the feet. But they turns out they want parents to sign uh co-sign the lease imagine that yeah i didn't have that <laughs> when i was in college and i and i yeah, neither I, did i no but anyway <laughs> yeah. it's, a, it's a new world so yeah. i get the lease while i'm actually on an airplane flying home from my long trip that i had to you know california or whatever and uh and it was fine i had the wi-fi i pull it up it's a docusign thing that comes up now it, you know immediately like there's so many warning flags that i'm going to talk about here but the very first one was that on the first page of this contract, they had my daughter's information was all filled out. And then there was a, a place where they wanted me to fill out my information and her social security number and driver's license number and date of birth were all right there. Oh, that's really bad in the clear. And yeah. it was sent via DocuSign, which means anybody on the planet with that link can see that yeah. information. Yeah, that's bad. And that's all you need to steal somebody's identity, you know? Yep. Yep. And so as as I sort of learned through this whole process, you know, this contract was looked at by an attorney probably 10 years ago. And then since then, things have been added sort of ad hoc and not vetted by anyone. And so I think this was one of the things, you know, initially, I th I'm sure 10 years ago, it was all paper contracts and truly paper. And then they added DocuSign to make it easy for right, remote right. people to to sign. And they never really thought about this. So, OK, I mean, like not OK, but I, I get how we got here. Fine. It's not intentional negligence, but it's negligence nonetheless. But that sort of gave me a, you know, a, a more critical eye, not that I could possibly have any more of a critical eye looking at a contract than I already do. I'm, I'm pretty crazy about it. So I'm looking through this thing and, you know, like I said, there, there are these clauses that are clearly originally written by an attorney and then modified to the point where there was something where they were saying no smoking in the apartment and they added things like e-cigarettes, vape pens, et cetera. Uh, you don't put et cetera, et cetera in a contract. <laughs> yeah, no. Like this, becomes, so. this becomes legal Swiss cheese at this point. Yeah. You know, you can't. And so I told my I, I shared with my daughter. I'm like, look, I, I texted her while I was on the plane. I'm like, I can't sign this here on the plane. I need to sit down and go through this thing. And I really need to sit down with them and find out who these people are, because the hope would be that once we look through the contract and sign it. We actually never have to look at the contract again. 
right? That everything goes smoothly. Like that's the hope. Yes. But, yes, but you course. have the contract in case it doesn't. And you need to, you know, you need to understand. And the other thing, so an, an attorney told me uh, a long time ago, he used a phrase which has stuck with me, and that is haste makes malpractice. Nice. And I, yeah, that, that, that rings true here. And I was like, yeah, we just need to pump the brakes a little bit. It's Friday afternoon at four o'clock. I'm on an airplane. She doesn't know that, you know, she doesn't know that I can see this or maybe she does with DocuSign, but you know, I'm on a plane. I can't sign it. I'm, you know, so I sent her an email and said, or, you know, I'll, I'll, I'd love to come meet with you. And I did eventually meet with her. Um, and so, you know, I, I, and I, I'm going through this thing and I'm like, okay, fine. You know, looking through some of this stuff, there was a section about heating and electricity, which is included in the price of the fixed price of the lease. So they have some, okay. they have a clause in there that says, basically, if you abuse the heating or the electricity, you know, you, if you leave windows open in the middle of the winter and crank the heat or run a Bitcoin farm, like they didn't list the Bitcoin farm, but you know, you're running a mi Bitcoin mining operation and your electricity is through the roof. Like if you're doing something abnormal, we're going to, we right. reserve the right to change the deal. Okay, fine. Okay. You know, and, but in there, it talked about if you don't adhere to the heating guidelines, we, you know, can just charge you for the, the difference of what we expect it to be. And there was no like I looked through this thing four times and never once did I find anything about heating guidelines. Now, when I went and spoke with this woman, which I'll, I'll talk about that process in a minute, you know, I asked her, I'm like, where are these heating guidelines? She's like, oh, well, that's in the section on electricity. I'm like, no, no, the section on electricity is where it uses the phrase heating guidelines. Like, where are those? She's like, well, that's them right here. Okay. Huh. Okay. More legal Swiss cheese, you know. Yeah, like, yeah. You, right. you know, th again, you can tell an attorney has not vetted this this version of this agreement, you know. And so, okay, like fine, it, you know. And it has things in it, like like I said, this is this is a very strange scenario because it's normal that these agreements are super one sided. They don't have the group of roommates sign a single lease. They have each of them sign an individual lease. That gives them the rights to their room and non-exclusive rights to the common area. But what it also gives the landlord rights to is to move them to any other unit that has the same layout and to replace uh -huh. a roommate. If one of them, you know, one of them defaults, they can wow. just slot somebody else in there. Wow. Uh, no, that's a that's a big deal. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there could, could be a big deal. That could be a huge deal. Yeah. A, a friend of mine is a landlord here in town. Um, not this particular landlord. And so I, I ran a lot of this by him and he's like, yeah, man, you know, it's, it is normal for it to be one-sided. It's normal for these things not to be, you know, the tightest ships you've ever, you've ever read kind of thing. You know, he's like, this is, he's like, it, it happens. And he told me, he's like, yeah, I had to put a clause in mind that um, people couldn't store furniture on the roof. He's like, oh, yeah. I didn't think I needed to tell people that. You know? Right. <laughs> yeah. So, so, you know, it's like, here I am going through this process swallowing. Okay. I have a choice to make. Do I try and rewrite this thing with her to actually clean it up or do I choose to leave it how it is? And I'm again reminded of advice that an attorney gave me, which if you're an attorney out there and this is wrong or right, please let us know. Feedback at small uh, feedback at business show .co. Uh, In contract law, if there is a, nebulous or misinterpretable phrase clause 
it is the fault of the drafter. And right. right? And that means if there's something that's unclear, the person who wrote it doesn't get to define what that unclear means. It's either the person who's reading it or more likely, you know, the, what they call the reasonable man's interpretation of of this. Right. That, you know, right. So what, what you're saying is it wasn't quite so one sided. <laughs> well, that's the thing is right. Exactly. And it yeah. was like, you know, if I go, but if I go in there and even start like nitpicking some of this and we change right. it now, it's arguably been mutually drafted and I lose any protections that I might otherwise have from this legal Swiss cheese. It's a good point. Yeah, it's a good yeah. point. So I, I really looked through it and found the things I'm like, OK, where are the what are the ones that I really care about? And, it, you know, and what do I need to find out about? Like, where what are the surprises that could cost me money in the end? Because that's really what it comes down to. And when and one was the you know, you get to move people around like I need to talk to the person who's making that decision and feel them out like that's the only thing I get to do, you know. Or and this heating guidelines thing, like I wanted to make sure there wasn't some missing document from from sure. this, you know. So I had the weekend, um, and I had the woman's name, and so I stalked her up on Facebook and and LinkedIn and everything, and I got a feel for who she was. And I remembered your advice, Shannon, about leading and pacing, and I thought, well, you have to pace before you can lead. So. Right. I, I figured out who she was. I realized, you know, she seems like, you know, she's into pets and motorcycles and things like that. And it was, you know, I kind of got a feel for, okay, this is great. So I go into the office on Monday morning. I'm very pleasant. And, you know, like I wasn't looking for a fight and, and, and did not hopefully didn't, you know, project that or anything. It was just like, Hey, I just want to, you know, I have my checkbook with me to, to give her the deposit, like showing that we're going to move forward. Yeah, that's like, great. Right. Yeah, you nice. know, I just have a couple of things and figured it would just be easier to sign in person. You know, very, very sort of, you know, dismissive of anything weird going on. And I said, I just have a couple questions, you know, and knowing that she was like based on her Facebook pictures and stuff, I took a chance and I dropped an F-bomb really early in the conversation, naturally early. And then, of course, immediately apologized for it. And she's like, no, no, now you're speaking my language. <laughs> OK, perfect. <laughs> Great. So the pacing is working like we're in good. Yeah. We're in good shape here. We're moving along and I'm being genuine with her, but also showing the right side of me, not a fake side, but just the yeah. right side, you know. And we're friendly and we go through it. And I asked about the, you know, can you move people around? And she explained why she had that. And then actually she went through a lot of the sort of crazy clauses in the agreement to explain like the crazy scenarios that she wound up with that she, that, you know, drove her to put these things in there. And we had a great conversation and I, you know, and I, in the end it was like, okay, this is she, it, like, I think this is going to be fine. It could go sideways completely. Anything could, but you know, I had to get a good feel for it and I was like, yeah, yeah. fine. You know, and, uh, and, and here you go. So is that, that whole leading and pacing thing was, was very much on my mind while I was in there. And I said something which was true. I, I, it, this was not a calculated thing. I said, I, I told her, which was the truth. I said, Hey, you know, I asked my daughter to ask her friends that currently live in the places that you manage, you know, what you're like. And they all said that you're great, which is true. That's what they said. And she was she lit up. She was like, oh, that's so good to hear. And I was like, OK, great. She prioritizes, even though it's one sided, it's a seller's market like it. That's not a universal truth. Like if she's sure. if, if the if the scenario, if it's a truly a bad deal in the end, word's going to get out. 
like people aren't going to want to be here, you, you know, and yeah, it makes and, sense. And she took it really. She was like, oh, that's great. I'm like, OK, cool. Now I just need her to want to prove that to me. You know, over the course of the next 12 months or 14 months. Right. Whatever, no, it's but, great, though, because like you said, it's important to her to have that good reputation. You can see that. And yep. so uh, hopefully, you know, she's going to act in good faith and to continue to to build that. Right. I really believe she is, too. I mean, yeah, I, you cool. know, we'll be doing this show for a while, so I might come back <laughs> yeah. here in a year and be like, so I made a mistake, <laughs> but I don't I yeah. really don't think so. I mean, I may be saying I made a mistake, but I don't think it's going to be this one. <laughs> um and at the very end of it, I, um, I, I, I did something that I catch myself doing all the time and have never thought to share this advice. And so I will share it. I think it's a secret weapon here. You know, when I, 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 I don't know why, but I intentionally did not bring a pen and I knew I was going to ask her for a pen. I didn't really think it through, but I knew that much. Like, I'm, I'm going to ask her for a pen. You know, that way I show that, you know, I, I'm not just coming in and driving the bus here. Like, I need help and that sort of thing. That's good. I like that. Yeah. yeah. Well, good. there's one more step that you can do with it. So I, I took the pen and I signed. I had to sign a lot of things and I had to fill out a check. And she went through the agreement. We're packing everything up and the pen's still on the table. And I'm like, oh, here, I want to give this back to you. I don't want to steal your pen. And she's like, thank you so much for that. And I realized, you know, everybody steals the pen. Don't steal yeah. the pen. I like, yeah. Right? Because now you get to demonstrate. You've, you've just told this person you're trustworthy. Now you get to demonstrate it in a way that a lot of people don't, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and those, those little things That's like it. you're talking yeah. about are, right. are so often overlooked. And when you're going in to negotiate something like that, those little, uh, they're like tells, right? How they act, what you say, uh, the pacing and leading, you know, yeah. asking for help, showing a little vulnerability when you ask for their pen. Yeah. And then at the end, things went well. So you're giving the pen back. Maybe if things hadn't gone well, you'd have taken the pen. I might have kept, the, kept yeah. the pen. Who knows? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's some good. There's some good tips there. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I happen to be on the other side of this quite often because we're, we're a little different. We, we own vacation rentals that we right. uh, rent out and we, and uh, my wife manages those. And so from, uh, I get the, all the stuff you have to keep adding to con to the contracts. Cause I mean, we specifically had, because we had some problems with uh, some gentlemen bringing in some uh, ad adult entertainment. Uh, we'll just say. Sure. And so we, we had to add a clause that basically just said, Hey, there's no outside contractors, right? Keeping it oh, that's brilliant. still a little vague and everything. But the the thing that really uh, hit me was when we gave the, the, our contract to our attorney to go through, he said, well, the first thing is you got to change is you can't be landlords because in Ooh. California, landlords have very little rights. Right. But uh, uh, tenants have tons, you know, they're, they're very protected. He's like, what you are is innkeepers and your people are guests because you can evict a guest within a matter of a couple of hours. You can call the sheriff and he'll get rid of a guest, but a tenant can take months to get rid of. And so, you know, just from the most fundamental basic thing, it's, it, it's great <laughs> advice to get uh, if you are renting out things or you are, you yeah. do have a contract, you don't want that Swiss cheese. Uh, you want something that's, that's tight, that protects you, uh, to the fullest extent of the law. Yeah. Look, and like these people are making phrasing. a, for these people are making a fortune on these leases. I mean, I, I know I'm what sure. real estate costs in Durham here and yeah, I know yeah. what, I know what we're paying them, you know, and it's right. like, there's a Delta there. That's a nice cushion and it would cost them very little in 
I mean, this Correct. lease is being used for like five or six different places. Yeah. Like it you, would want cost, tighten, you want to tighten it up. <laughs> yeah. Let's say it costs you a thousand dollars. Well, first of yep. all, you've paid twice as much as you probably should. And secondly, it's peanuts compared to how it's going to protect you in the end. At the very least, it shows that you're responsible. Like, I, you know, I read this contract. and I'm like, this is amateur hour. I would never yeah. write this contract. And I'm not a lawyer. Like, you know, yeah. like that's I'm not it, I'm not licensed to practice. But I think it makes sense what you say is they had somebody create a, a pretty yeah. decent document. But over, you know, years and years, they they well, I can just I got the Microsoft Word. I, I can yeah. just add this in, add I, that in, and it falls I do apart. The same thing. But, yeah, you know, every like we do that with our um with our contract for our publishers. You know, I constantly revise it. Now, I've convinced myself that I'm a pretty good hack lawyer. Uh, and I that may be true, but. Every few years, I run this, you know, the, the the newly revised agreement by our attorney. Now, do I run every little change by him? No. You know, should I? Well, yeah, of course. But no, I don't. And usually when I run it by him, he's like, uh, actually, what's the problem? You know, but every now and then, like, he'll point out some fundamental thing that I just don't know, like your landlord versus innkeeper thing. Yeah, I had no idea. Right. right. That's that, right. You're not pay, you're not necessarily paying the attorney for being able to write legalese like that's one thing. But right. you might be good at that yourself. What you're you can't possibly be good at is researching everything and that's right. what they're paid to do yeah you can download a uh yeah. you know landlord contract online you know for mm-hmm. probably nothing i'm sure but getting that advice of someone uh i think is is it definitely can come in handy well especially as you're evolving a, an agreement beyond so say the boilerplate and and you're now at a point where you might have put a few clauses in that make you a landlord without even knowing it right you know yes Having yep. someone that someone who is on the hook for you look at that and, you know, spend a little time and be intentional about it. It's it just it's it only costs, you know, like it's a thousand bucks or less, I would guess. Yeah, I, yeah I think you know, so. yeah, so. that's good. It's, it's good anyway. advice. Uh, I, I think you're at the point where you, you want to talk about our sponsors. I do. But yeah, after the break, we're going to jump in. We're going to talk about something near and dear to my heart, uh, how to move your small business from transactional to emotional relationships with your customers. Oh, I like this. Okay. That's going to be good. All right. Well, our first sponsor is a product that I have an emotional relationship with, and that is Text Expander. (laughs) Me too, man. And like, I really do love this piece of software. It saves me so often because I move quickly. I know that I don't want to make mistakes. And some things like contracts, like we were just talking about, you can't make mistakes. A typo can be the end of it, you know, and you just don't want that in any kind of thing that could be considered an agreement. An email so often these days is, especially if you've got stuff that you're sending out like we do with our, you know, ad deals and all that. So we have all of those things in text expander. And what that means is I get to go through once and make sure everything is exactly right. I could even have it vetted by an attorney if I want or choose. And then I put that in our text expander library. And anytime I need to send out that particular piece of information, I don't have to go back through and copy and paste it from some other email where I might screw things up or try to type it from memory. No, I get to save the 
both, both headache of that and time of that by just invoking it from text expander. I can click a button or I can type a little shortcut that I've defined from on my keyboard and then boom, it just appears. I can do this on my Macs. I can do this on my iPhones. I mean, it just, it works for windows. It works for Chrome, it works on my iPad. It's great. And I keep saying we, and it's true. I can share the entire text expander library or a segment of it with my team. So we all are running from the same vetted, really clean stuff. It's great. You can do this too. go to textexpandercom slash podcast. Not only will you be able to learn more about it there, they've got some great videos to really kind of show what we're talking about, but that's where you can get 20% off your first year of text expander. So visit textexpandercom slash podcast and our thanks to text expander and the folks at smile for sponsoring this episode. Our next sponsor is Linode. Man, I love this service too, because it's so good and it's available so inexpensively. You are going to need a server for your business at some point. Linode is where you want to go for this because every one of their servers is hosted on really fast connections 40 gigabit network and every one of them is on native SSD storage. This means that you're getting the fast performance of an SSD, the solid state disks that we have in our laptops and our phones and even some of our desktop computers these days, you're getting that on your server. Even if you sign up for their nanode, which is just a $5 a month server. But you don't even have to pay for the whole month because you're paid for what you use. So you can run for a little bit, shut it down, run again. Now, most of us are going to want to run a server for the entire month because 24 by 7 by 365 is kind of the way that we tend to use servers. But if you have a different use that doesn't require that, no problem. Really, really solid stuff. And they have their cloud manager interface, which means you can set up your server, configure something like WordPress or a VPN or really whatever you want on it without ever having to even look at a command line, let alone know what to do when you see one. Their cloud manager is right in the web and it works and gets everything going for you so you can just get moving with your business. And we've got a $20 credit for you. So use promo code SBS2019. When you visit Linode, L-I-N-O-D-E dot com slash SBS. Again, that's SBS 2019. You can find all these links and promo codes in our show notes at businessshow.co. If you forget, visit Linode.com slash SBS. And our thanks to Linode for sponsoring this episode. All right, man. Now, cool. tell me about these relationships that you're talking about here. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. So we talk about, you know, stories a lot on the show about creating your own story and, uh, uh, you know, your own narrative to be successful. And I often say, you know, why wouldn't you want to create a positive story about yourself and, and, and kind of uh, training yourself, if you will, to, to be successful. Sure. And the the same goes with your business, but it has a far greater impact on your customers and on your employees. And so when I talk about that, I'm, I'm really talking about the power of your business story and how that can 
move you from these transactional customer uh, connections to emotional connections where the customers are going to you know have a much deeper relationship with you. So I thought uh, today we talk a little bit about the the why I think it's important to do it and and the how with a few uh, examples of how I've done it. Yeah, man. Let's go. Sound good? Yeah. Cool. So, you know, we all know the power of, of stories, right? We, we, we're on them every day and we're listening to them every day. They connect us on a much deeper level and they create long lasting impact. Uh, and it influences the way we think and, and our views on things. And, and the question I would ask you is, are you the protagonist in your small business story? And if not, why not? You know, are, are, are you the hero? Are you the one making things happen or your team? Uh, how do you wrap that, the story of your business, uh, around things, uh, to, to get connected to your, to your customers? And, and the key, I think, is to move beyond that transactional relationship where it's just dollars and cents. You, you need that, obviously. You got to pay the bills. We're all trying to make money, create a great life for ourselves and our, our employees. Um, but the, the first thing I, I would say, is with with a story and it could be as simple as this is why I started this business. This is the problem I found that I wanted to solve could be one aspect of it. It also could be, uh, you know, as simple as I, I wanted to get out and have uh, be flexible. So I have time with my kids or I'm trying to send business, you know, my kids to college, whatever it is, be be very authentic and be transparent and talk about it. Share it with your customers because chances are a lot of them would like to do the same thing you're doing. A lot of them will uh, empathize with with what's going on uh, and they want to hear your backstory, right? You want right. to let them in behind, behind the scenes. You want to share what's going on because they want to know. It's like reality TV, right? And for many years, I always thought I needed to have this big kind of corporate you know, entity, we're much bigger than we really are. But I realized at some point, like, you know what, I'm, I'm missing this big uh, piece of the puzzle that, that it, it can be powerful and it allows you to connect with people on a much closer level. And we started telling our story, um, talking about our successes. But at the same time, we also talked about uh, our failures because again, it's something that brings you closer to people because they go, wow, look at that. they screwed up here. This happened here. This didn't work. We tried to do this. Uh, you're going to connect with customers because they've all had their own struggles and they've overcome them, right? Yeah. So it's, it's important. You're just kind of, you're, you're changing the dialogue between you and your customers. It's not just dollars and cents. And I would argue that it's going to drive dollars and cents in a, in a much deeper and much longer lasting uh, type of relationship than just that one time thing. I've always tried to get away from, you know, well, I mean, what is your story? You're the cheapest in town. That's not a good story. Yeah. But if, right? if all people know you about is the dollar or know you for is the dollars and cents, that is all they can talk about with your story. You're either the cheapest, the most expensive or somewhere in between. It's all they can know about. Yeah. It. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so we want to talk about the why, uh, and you know, I, I would also say that that authenticity and what's really going on, it makes it easier for you as kind of the champion and the cheerleader uh, of your business to tell your story because you're living it, right? You don't have to remember anything. You just get to talk about it. Yeah. This is why I did this. I, I was frustrated doing X or, uh, 
you know, I wanted to start this. And I, I can tell you from, from my perspective, when I started, uh, when I founded Tech Restore back in 2004, is I had been running another company uh, and, uh, you know, trying to go out and do, do something different. And the one thing I, the one big takeaway I got from having a bunch of previous technicians working for me is that there was this kind of perception that, uh, the 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 techs weren't these professionals like I thought they should be thought of. Uh, I wanted the the customer to feel like they were going to the doctor's office when you brought your laptop in, your Mac or your you know whatever your iPad. Uh, it, it's really you know these these technicians were so highly skilled and they deserve to be recognized as such. So you know we make everybody before they go out to a customer you know they had to have a lab coat on. So it was hey you're coming into the lab. This is an important. <sighs> Part of your day, yeah, and you know it, it's I I can't stress to you, you know, it, and so we we came up with this kind of heroic figure concept, and that our goal was to change people's lives one repair at a time, and I know you know it sounds kind of cheesy, but I guarantee you the people that. Uh, you know, we recovered wedding photos from their computer, fixed their kids' laptop before they, you know, in time to get that report turned in uh, at school. Oh, yeah. Or you, you know, or you save some single parent, you know, thousands of dollars because you're able to repair their, their MacBook instead of having to buy a new one. They don't think it's cheesy. No. They love it. They no. believe it. And then they tell your story. They they share that because they know it's important to you. They see it on your website, on your email signature on your, you know, tagline on your invoice, everything. And even for us uh, at Tech Restore, when we were creating, creating the new logo, I wanted this heroic technician to be there. And so that's what we put in the logo. This guy in a white lab coat, kind of staring off into the distance in this very heroic, you know, face with the, with this kind of circular thing around him to be, you know, represent speed like that. We were quick. Yeah. and I and I love it. And I got behind it and it helped uh, propel me. It created a system where I really believed in it because it was true. And now I could get our employees believing in it, too. When we hired them, we said, look, you're, you're going to get certified if you're not already. We're going to promote that. Everybody's, you know, Apple certified or A plus certified. That kind sure, of thing. Sure. Yeah. Right. Right. So that became that became part of the whole. Uh, you know, I like to say it's the myth of your business, but it's true. You know, and and we we kind of crafted over time, and over the years, we continually discussed the story with the customer in your marketing material, blog posts, notes on invoices. Like I said, emails, even our auto attendant voicemail thing that answered the phone told that story when people were coming in because it was different. It wasn't just high press one for whatever. Hi, blah, 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 blah. We yeah. talked about it on right. the voicemail and when they were on hold. And so all those things, and we constantly received positive comments about, about it from our customers and, and they love to know why, why we were doing it. And, and I think as I was kind of putting these notes together, what I realized is that the, the technicians really respected it and got into it as well. Right. Well, I was going to say, you know, why, if you're going to do this every day now, whether you're, uh, you know, working for someone else, running your own company where you've got, you know, dozens of employees or just on your own, why wouldn't you want to be the hero like, yeah. in whatever more, way you can fun. be? It's more fun. That's it. It's yeah. Fun. My, yeah. my friend Ari, he actually runs a, a business in the, the Bay Area and he calls himself the Bay Area tech hero. 
It's and perfect. That's yeah, of course, because that's what he that's what he does now. You know, I mean, I was going to say, hopefully he delivers on that. I actually well, know. I know he does. Yeah. But but yeah, you've got to deliver and actually be the hero. But but that's like, yeah. Why wouldn't you? Yeah. yeah and Ari is setting the narrative. He, right. Ari is telling you up front. I'm going to rescue you. Yes. I'm here to help you. And like our tagline for Tech Restore was when we first started was help is on the way. Mm. We're we're on the we're coming. You know, we're we're, you know, bring your laptop or we pick at the time we were picking them all up, picking laptops up all over the country. Yeah. And that was it. Help is on the way. When you saw the truck, it was there. And I and I and I really leaned into it. And and another thing I really liked about it, it was kind of. Well, it, was, it just wasn't this kind of word salad, if you will. You know, yeah. it was speaking plainly. It was sharing this simple story. Uh, and it's much more powerful than some corporate speak about synergy this or how your company is so different. You shouldn't be having to try to convince people you're so different up front. Just, right. just be different. Just actually be different. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. God, you know, I, so I, I know because I've made this choice I, for me, it was a mistake, but uh, I, I will say that it's a choice. Uh, when you're starting your business, it's really easy to say, Oh, I need to appear bigger than I am. I need yeah. to appear more professional than I am. And when we started Mac observer, we really kept our personalities personalities out of it. It was like, you know, we want it like the New York times was the model. It was like, okay, we're just sure. going to be like straight down the middle, like everything. <laughs> and you know, it took us several years. Thankfully we were able to survive, um, you know, and we, I mean, we were putting out good content, so it wasn't like the, the, the product was bad, but it had no personality whatsoever. And once we sort of gave up on that, it took us a long time to really kind of let go of that. Once we did, it was like, oh, right. Now people know that we are us and we yeah. are this yeah. small group. And you know what? Like, A, we weren't fooling anybody before. And B, that's actually a good thing. Like people like knowing that it's a, a small group or like they like knowing that it's they humans. Do. Yes, that's what it is. We all like that. Yeah. 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 And I, I think that, uh, you know, you, you're, I come back to the system, you know, it, it really motivates me when I can talk about it. I, don't, I mean, I, I don't know if you can yeah. just hear it in my voice. I start totally. getting going and I'm all of a sudden I'm like, wait, what, what, what did I say for the last five minutes? Because I'm into it. I, I believe it. And your employees get into it and they believe it and right. you recognize them. And then, in, then that, that permeates your customer relationships and then they believe it and they talk about it. You got to go to this place. These guys are awesome. And it could have been the most mundane thing you could think about. Right. And and I've, I've had people tell me, it's like, well, I don't know what to tell my story. I got to make a living. You know, I'm trying to do this, some of this. And I like, I, I use the example of uh, like an air conditioned repair business. Right. Okay. You're an AC people, but really, you know, you're keeping small and large businesses running by keeping offices and workers cool, right? Yeah. Buildings don't work without AC. Business doesn't work. Build from that. Yeah. You know, let's keep you your business cool. 
You got it. You and your techs are rock stars. You keep the economy moving, on and on and on. You can build from there. Get some outside help if you need it. Brainstorm. Talk about it. So if you don't have this, use use the uh, the the classic Tom Cruise Ray Bans in your in your logo image, right? Because you're the cool ones. You're the ones that keeps everybody else cool. Yeah, you got. And you could drop off with every service call. You could drop off a cheap pair of those sunglasses with your logo on it. Right. I, love it. I mean, like, I why not? It. Yeah. 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 So this stuff is but really like, important. Yeah. That's know? how you lean into it is you just like, yeah. OK, here we are. Yep. Yeah. And and you want to just, you know, we talked about the why and, and, and we talked about, you know, how to do it. And it, it, it should touch every it can touch every aspect of your business from your yeah. logo, your tagline, your shirts, your website. You should be sharing that story. There should be a notes from the founder. You should write an article up there if 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 you not confident in your writing, go subscribe to a service like Grammarly, which I love. They help tremendously uh, make me feel much more confident about my writing. Uh, And, you know, Get your, your team to write content and produce it and, and get your customers. Share customer experiences. Ask your customer if you can do a quick interview in the lobby of how happy they were that you they fixed your kid's laptop for 300 bucks instead of buying a new one for, you know, 2000 or whatever. Right. It is. Right. Um, and so there's all kinds of opportunities to, to, to come up with how and you will stick out. Your business will be different because... A lot of small businesses don't do this, and I know they would be the better for it if they did. It's true. It's true. Yeah. 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 I like it, man. Yeah. yeah. It's good stuff. And, and you know, one of the things that we do here on the show is, you know, we're trying to tell our story, right? Dave and I, and, and one way you can help us is by leaving a review for the small business show. And Dave and I've been talking about ways to motivate people. Uh, it seems like a simple thing. It's a little clunky sometimes up on the podcast directories. But uh, if you go to businessshow.co slash review, it'll redirect you and you can kind of poke around and leave a review. But what we thought we would do, if you're a small business owner and you leave us a review, we're going to put all the names in a hat each month and we're going to feature one business here on the show. Right, Dave? Yeah, that's it. No, yeah. Absolutely. But you here, like we know it's a pain in the neck and you have to tell us that you're the one that left the review. You know, like it like because otherwise we don't we have no way of getting in touch with you, but we do want to do this. And this actually really does matter to us. Like these reviews really, really help. So if you don't mind. Go to GigGab. Oh, sorry, I'm thinking about the wrong. That's okay. I've been doing too many podcasts <laughs> Too many today. podcasts. <laughs> yeah, man. This is my third yeah, yeah. recording of the day. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> go to businessshow.co slash reviews, and that will uh, get you there. If you go to businessshow.co slash review, that will also get you there. But, it, you know, it takes a little bit, and you've got to go through. But, you know, then just shoot us a note anywhere you want. You know, but yep. Facebook. Say, or, hey, I left you a review. Let yeah. us know at feed, feedback at businessshow.co. That's and even we're going to gather those up uh, and we'll run an ad for you and feature your business and try to send some customers your way. Yeah, Get you absolutely. some good uh, uh, search engine optimization uh, content. Up yeah. There. Yeah. We'll, we will. We'll put it up like a, you know, yeah, yeah it's fully SEO optimized. There you go. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Awesome. It's good stuff. So if you have questions about the show too, please let us know. Reach out to that same email address. We'd be love, you know, love to help you. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, take us up on our offer to do some like coaching or business therapy for you too, because that's something we love to do and we do it for each other all the time, but we want to do it for you as well. And we can either do it, you know, anonymously or not like that's your call hundred percent. We're, you know, hopefully we're trustworthy guys. We'll give you your pen back even. So there you that's go. Right. That's good. I like <laughs> it. 
All right, folks. Thanks so much for listening. Uh, Thanks to our sponsors, of course, textexpander.com slash podcast, linode.com slash SBS. We'll see you next week. Keep living that charmed life, will you?